0: Only
1: redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value.
0: Socks are the worst. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. That looks like old meatball in there and it's gross. With Margaret Apples and Amy Wilson. You can't argue with the whiteboard. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. This will save you a trip to the urgent care.
1: everybody welcome to what fresh hell laughing in the face of motherhood this is amy and this
0: is margaret and today we're starting off with mailbag mailbag featuring our new mailbag sound effect from i love it so much from janelle from janelle chicago harpist janelle and our mailbag comes from christy on our facebook group who says i got your back margaret the real world slogan is, what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real? And I could not come up with slogan for the real world the other day. (laughs) That's what it was. We were talking about in terms of being diverse. Somehow we led to the real world. (laughs) Yeah, we decided the real world was our experience in diversity. And we were like, when people stop doing something and start getting real, polite, of course. And I will say, Christy and Halston, a lot of feedback, shock that you had never watched the real world, Amy not even mad, just shocked. Just, I
1: don't understand it. Guys, I remember it. I mean, I was alive. I remember, you know, the world really wanted me to watch it. I'm like, I don't think that shows for me. You just rejected it. Do you do Real Housewives? Oh, yes. I mean, we've talked about this. I've stopped watching it because I feel like it's not good for me. You know, it's like dyes and food. Like I'm probably better off without the Real Housewives in my life. But yes, I used to watch certain varieties. Interesting. But the real world, which really like created the genre of reality television. I just skipped
0: it. Yeah. I don't know. I escaped its orbit. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, guys. (laughs) We all make our choices in this life. (laughs) Amy? we all make our choices. Maybe you were not watching bad reality TV because you were trying to make your life easier and more streamlined. Oh, my gosh. Do you see how I'm trying to segue to our topic? Yes. You're segueing to super awesome mom hacks, which is our topic for today. We need an easy one. We need some easy, easy wins. Super awesome mom hacks is what we're talking about today. We went to our Facebook group and we said, what makes life just a little tiny bit easier for you? And y'all came
1: through. Can I give you one of my own? That's very useful to me in these long days. Please start us strong. I saw this like on Pinterest or something and it's changed my life. You know how like you close your blackout curtains or whatever you have, but there's still like a line of light that kind of peeks through or maybe it's your kid's room That little sunbeam that wakes you up from a nap. Do I ever. Here's what you do. This was supposedly for a hotel. I'm doing it now every night in my own room. You take one of those pants hangers that, you know, hang up pants. So they have like clips on them that hang up like skirts or pants. Yes. You know, turn it vertically, clip, use that to clip the curtains together across that gap that doesn't quite work. Like I swear to God, we have right now one of those hangers on the floor right by our curtains so that when we go to bed, we can clip the curtain shut and we we don't have that weird line coming in and waking us up.
0: I made when my kids were young, I have a kid who's got some sensory stuff. And one of the ways it first manifested was that, you know, any glimpse of light in the morning would wake him up. Right. And so I made black. We had picture like long horizontal windows, kind of, you know, and they were at the top kind of of the room. And I made that You would have to have smallish windows, which were in this room. I made like a picture frame and I covered it with blackout curtain material and I velcroed it to the window. Can you picture what I'm talking about? Yes. And then eventually my husband made little hinges so it could pop out like a shutter. But I made completely window covering blackout like a framed picture that covered the entire window with blackout tape it was intense but it worked it sounds intense yeah so the hanger is like it makes me happy every night that i have this little tiny hack that's changed my life that keeps your room it's like there was a movie a long time ago with robin williams and robert de niro People think I imagined this movie, but it was called Insomnia. And it was happens in Alaska during the midnight sun. And a lot of the scenes are him. Guys, she imagined this movie. (laughs) This might have been a fever dream (laughs) that I had. But duct tape and garbage bags over the windows. There are just some people who really need a dark room to sleep in. That's me. Maybe. I like a dark room to sleep in, but I don't even have curtains at my window. It The sun doesn't wake me up. It just doesn't wake you. Yeah. No, I'm hyper sensitive that way. I just sleep with a pillow over my head and that's fine. Let's move to
1: some of our listeners because we got some good ones here. This is one that I can really stand behind. Kate says the way she gets her kids to behave is to make everything a club. Kate is the Mama of five. She says this works well when you start with kids under five. You can have the good eaters club, the self buckler club in the car, the teeth brusher club. Who's a member? That's funny. I used to do something like this when my kids were little. I would do super awesome guy. Like the first person to have their shoes on and be ready by the door is super awesome guy. And it lasted like they were older than you might think. Then, you know, to battle to be super awesome guy. The first one to have their seatbelts buckled. And if there were ever any tears, then I would just be like, okay, the next person to do it is also totally awesome guy. Or like... (laughs) worthy of great merit guy and then that would be fine because they
0: would win their own award. It motivates them. I totally agree. You are big and I think you convinced me of this, that buy-in. Yes. This is something in improv and comedy a lot of times we talk about like commit to the bit. Like everything you do on a stage is inherently ridiculous. Like you're pretending to be something you're not whether or not you're an actor. But especially with comedy, it's like if you don't believe in it, if you say the funniest thing in the world nobody's going to go there with you and you talk a lot about that with kids that like buy-in is 90 percent of the game yep exactly that if you can sell them that it's like the super fun green bean dinner that you're going to do better than, like, I guess try these, you know? Yeah, it requires like zero. You don't
1: need the Velcro and the tape. It doesn't require any craft supplies. It just requires you on the fly being like, and I came up with Super Awesome Guy out of desperation. I was driving my kids on the highway. I couldn't get the DVD player going. We were in a Hove lane, so I couldn't exit. You know what I mean? And they were fighting. And I just said, the first one to see a truck is a Super Awesome Guy. And it totally worked. So, so
0: you know, desperation leads to some great ideas. I love it. I've also never heard Lane. We would say hov (laughs) lane. Two
1: kinds of people. I love this one, too. Nicole said she tried so many charts, incentive programs, etc. for her kids to work on. She says they're elementary school-aged. They work with varying success. The most effective so far is iPad tokens, little circles that Nicole made and laminated that say, I've earned 10 minutes of iPad time. I hand them out for staying in bed until 7 a.m., completing household jobs, controlling their hands, and then the kids cash
0: them in during allowed screen times. Love it. Mm -hmm. I am still to this day using my beloved whiteboard, which I've talked about a million times. For me, the whiteboard was always like, here's what the day looks like. You can have an hour and a half of screens. And now my kids are playing. They're older. They're playing more elaborate games and stuff. They're not just kind of like watching a cartoon or something. And so I'm like, knock yourself out on screens. But then you've got to do a half an hour of outdoor play. Then you've got to do a half an hour of reading and the checklists. And I'm doing also... We're having a little problem with backtalk in my house right now, Amy. That may surprise you now that I have twins. It's not even backtalk. It's just, we have to do a whole episode on this. I don't want to be talked to like I'm an idiot in my home. I just will not have it. It will not stand. It is a hill I will die on. And that is not going great when I have a 13-year-old and an 11-year-old. I mean, the, you are an idiot. is just the default tone of voice that they employ whenever talking to me. I mean... I can almost laugh about it. What was I asking the other day? You know, oh, well, you know, Kirsten said this. I said, oh, who's Kirsten? like you idiot you don't know kirsten from the seventh grade i'm like no i don't know anybody what like the things i don't know if they think i know these things or they just enjoy talking to me like i'm a moron but anyway yeah i have started a five strike system i started at three strikes and that it was a little too few (laughs) everybody was striking out if you talk to me five times like that during a day I put an X on the board and you're off screens for the rest of the night. I just, I'm not going to
1: have it. This reminds me of the sideways tales from wayside school book, which are fabulous for kids. And she has that teacher writes the word discipline on the blackboard. When somebody does something they are not supposed to do, she just writes the word discipline. And then the next time, you know, Bradford's name or Bobby's name or whoever gets written on the blackboard under the word discipline. And that's all that ever happens. Nothing ever happens. Just having your name up there. I will say like the whiteboard, the iPad tokens, I'm kind of contradicting what I said a few minutes ago, but having that physical thing, you can't argue with the whiteboard, right? Even for teenagers, like you have to do these five things today and here's the
0: list and there's the whiteboard. The key is like neutral space because what happens otherwise is Oh, you know, Kristen said that. Who's Kristen? Ugh, Mom. Oh, how could you be so stupid not to know Kristen? And I'm like, don't talk to me that way. I'm not talking to you like that at all. It just, you get, it stops you from like getting into the back and forth. Don't talk to me that way. What way? That way you're talking to me. I'm not doing anything. It just, it's just happening. <laughs> there's no happiness in getting into a verbal altercation with. A twelve-year-old, but being talked to like a moron is my kryptonite, and so I have to find a solution for it. I can't let it go. All
1: right. Well, we're going to come up with some more solutions here. For I don't know if we have any more behavior solutions.
0: Clearly, Amy, we need a whole separate episode. Yes. dealing with my issues with my children and their talking. But for now, let's just concentrate on some good, useful hacks. Some other hacks. Okay. Let's
1: move to some diaper potty training hacks because there are some really good ones here. I am learning. This is a today I learned for me. Kimberly says the onesie you guys, is cut in a way it slides down. Like, can you picture the baby's onesie, how it has sort of... A the folds at the shoulder. Fold over the shoulder. Yeah. That's so you don't have to take it off of their head. You can slide it down. Rachel says, I did not know this until my youngest was out of diapers. It has become my mission to tell every pregnant woman this. Thanks, Rachel. We should have you as a guest. (laughs)
0: We need to amplify this message. (laughs) We, one of my kids had field day and they were talking about somebody slid across the ground or something and he was like, you know, they fell on their butt and then the dirt went all the way up their back and he was like, it looked really funny, but he didn't want to say it. It was like, like they pooped all the way from their butt all the way up to their neck and he's like, yeah, but that's I mean, it looked like that, but it was only funny because it was not impossible and I was like, oh, wait till you have a baby. You will learn that that is in fact quite possible. Yeah. Sometimes while you're holding them, right? You're like, what is that on my arm? What happened there? Mm-hmm. In the Two Kinds of People episode, we discussed people who cut the onesie off and people who do not i'm team cut the onesie off yeah i think that's an important moment to remember this
1: thing costs a dollar 99 max
0: and like they'll make more you can have more
1: yeah i mean there's a lot
0: of downsides to disposable world but one of the upsides is that you have more onesies
1: laura has a diaper trick she says while you're changing the diaper unfold a new diaper underneath the diaper that you're changing worst case scenario you throw away two diapers instead of one I think she's talking about when they're really little and they like go when you have their diaper off for some reason
0: that seems to be or the spillage let's just say that like if stuff is wrong that catch it then you're not then instead of changing the diaper pad you're throwing away an extra diaper yeah And Sarah says she uses puppy training pads, which again, like just because they're called
1: puppy, it's just a big piece of cotton. It's a potty training pad it could use for anybody. It's a diaper. Yeah. It's just a pad. So you can put it underneath in the crib. You can put it underneath the crib sheet. She says she uses it on the changing table because it protects the changing table. And then, you know, if you
0: do have a mess, you can leave it there until it gets dirty and then you just throw the whole thing away. We had a tip on another episode we did a long time ago, and I still think about it. Didn't know about it when my kids were little and wish I did. It's puppy training pad sheet, puppy training pad sheet, puppy training Mm. pad sheet. And that's how you make the crib up so that when they have an accident during the night, you just pull the top layer off and then they're back on a regular sheet. You're not changing the crib sheet at night. Oh, my God. There's nothing worse than we have
1: to start like tugging on the corners of the mat, like reaching over the crib, down way down into it to pull up
0: the edges of the thing yeah with the baby no oh i was definitely there were definitely times where i was like okay you're just sleeping on like the crinkly mattress topper because i can't (laughs) in a way i'm changing a crib sheet first of all changing a crib sheet is like you would have to put the baby on the floor it's ridiculous
1: kelly says i want to give this one a shout out too. she says make sure you have one of these puppy training pads just keep one in your diaper bag so that when you're changing kids like in a gas station or something like that you have a uh, clean surface
0: Yeah. I mean, they sell like big plastic ones that you can wipe down and put down, but possibly the disposables are maybe the way to go.
1: I bet the puppy training pads are probably cheaper. Okay. We'll be right back with more super awesome mom hacks. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses. First two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. More and more you hear about the importance of electrolytes as part of staying hydrated because you need the sodium and the potassium, not just the water. And whether you're looking to hydrate during a workout while traveling or at the end of a long night, sports research hydrate electrolytes have got you covered with over 65 trace minerals, seven essential vitamins and coconut water powder.
0: Crisp and refreshing and without any sugar, this is hydration powered by Sports Research. They're little packets you can just grab and take with you to mix into your water bottle on the go. My favorite flavor so far, Amy, gotta be the cherry pomegranate.
1: Fresh for 50% off your Hydrate
0: Electrolytes order. Okay, we're back. Amy, let's talk about pacifier weaning. I think you have a good pacifier weaning hack. I do. And
1: I might have told this once long ago, but I'll tell it again. So I had told my son, part of the tip is wait until your kid is definitely, definitely way too old to be doing this thing. And then it's easier to get it away from them. I didn't get my kid off a pacifier until his third birthday at night. He didn't have it like walking around, but he had it at night in his bed. He had his pacifier until his (laughs) third birthday because he wanted it because he was a child. But I told him that once you turn three, your big boy, three-year-old teeth make it so you can't use a pacifier anymore. So we were counting down like 12, you know, the two weeks, 12 days, whatever, till his birthday. At least in 12 more days, your big boy teeth are going to put a hole in your pacifier. And then on his third birthday, you know, we cut up, use the scissors to snap the tip off the pacifier before we gave it to him at bedtime. And my husband and I had all worked out like, you spend the night on the couch with him tonight. I'll do tomorrow night. Like we had planned the first week of who was going to switch off the tears and sleepless nights that would ensue. And he would just put it in his mouth. He's like, this one broken. And I said, like, oh, it's happened. It's your three-year-old teeth. They are too big for the pacifier. And now, and he said, oh, I don't want it. And he handed it to me and went to bed and he never used one again.
0: <laughs> That's classic. Yeah. I have the reverse tip though. There are kids who like specific pacifiers, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like bottles. I don't know what the magic or mouth shape or DNA, you know, whatever happens, that there are certain pacifiers. My kid, I don't even remember what kind they were now, but I remember there was one brand of pacifier was the only brand my kid would take. And I think my kid was much younger, probably one. And I decided, let's just get rid of the pacifiers. And I had read in a book like, oh, the pacifier fairy and whatever, you throw them away and... Let me tell you, about 3 a.m., I realized I had made a horrible mistake, and I (laughs) did not have any pacifiers. I would, when you're getting rid of the pacifiers, keep some hidden away because you may have Amy's experience or you may have my experience. Yeah, mine was like I've made a horrible mistake. And I think in general, when you get rid of things, another classic example, and there are you can read the stories on the Internet about people going through garbage dumps looking for blankie when your kid is ready to get rid of blankie, put it in the attic for a year. Mm -hmm. Don't throw anything away that your kid says they're ready to get rid of. If you think you're done with bottles. Great. Put them on a high shelf of the closet. But you don't want to find out the hard way that your kid on a Tuesday who said that they were ready to get rid of Blanky has spent three nights screaming and crying for Blanky. Like oh. they'll survive it. But I would not commit to the garbage can with anything. I would commit to a hiding place.
1: That reminds me, the blankie thing reminds me of another hack I had that really worked. My youngest, when I used to go away at any point, she'd get really, really upset. She really had a hard time with it. So I would give her blankie, again, like out of desperation, like, don't worry, I was going to be gone for four days or something. I'm going to kiss blankie. Watch this. I'm kissing blankie eight times, one for each morning and one for each night. So you're going to you know, go to sleep with the kiss from mommy and you're going to wake up with the kiss from mommy. And she loved it and took it very seriously. The only problem was I didn't let my spouse in on this very important thing that was happening. And he washed the blankie while I was gone. And so to her, like the magic, you, you wash the kisses off. The magic was disappeared. It really helped her. And Kate said something related that when she goes away, she draws a little heart on her child's hand so that they'll have something from her when she's gone. I thought that was sweet. Again,
0: like ritual helps. Ritual really helps. And also like tweet, tweet, right? Like kids will survive losing their blankie or you going away. Like I get it. I'm team tweet, tweet on this. Like let's not get too precious. Well, I went, right? Like, yeah. But if it makes it a little bit easier and it's low buy-in and low effort, I'm all for it. Why not? Mm-hmm. Ashley has one that has it used to consume my life. Our library has been closed ever since the pandemic, but they're still not reopened. But have a separate place for the library books. She has a library books don't leave the living room rule. I have spent so many countless hours of my life that I will never get back searching for library books. I have. Paid to replace a book at the library and then found it a month later. Like my kids on an acting resume, it says special skills. Like if you know how to sword fight or speak a different language under their special skills section is losing library books. They're champions at it. <laughs> and so we now have a designated, it's not even a bookshelf. It's a place in our kitchen on the island that's a little nook and I put label tape down and it says library books and that's where the library books go and so I'll check it every couple of days and I'm like we're missing all of a kind family you know the sequel and everybody go find it because and then when it's library day, I pick up those books and I bring them back. Same, the school library books, you know, my kids have library day where it's Tuesday. They have to bring their book back. Every Tuesday morning is chaos. I have a funny
1: school library story. So one day I'm cleaning my kids' rooms. They were little. And I found a book under the bed that definitely didn't belong to. I mean, I hadn't bought the book, you know, so I wasn't sure how this book had come into my house. It was like Lizards are Amazing. I don't remember what it was. Some like science <laughs> book. Sounds good. And so at dinner, I'm like, whose book is this? Lizards are amazing. And the kids are like, I don't know. It's not mine. It's not mine. I'm like, well, how did it get into our house? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And one of them was like, it's funny because their kindergarten teacher, she was just saying today there's a book missing from this classroom. And where is it? And that book was also called Lizards are Amazing. And he like totally didn't (laughs) make the connection. Like, Like this is that book. I don't think so. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is the missing school library book. Do they print out? Do you get a printout from the library that with the receipt of everything you're taking out? Like I don't get that from school. But I would get it from like our local library. Like, if you take out 12 books, they give you a
0: receipt. There's an app for that. (gasps) It's an app on my phone. See how old I am? Yeah. All right. At least you know that you're missing. You're not wondering what's missing. Yeah. There's an app for that. So I just look at my app and it's like, okay, these are the 12 books we have out. Because I have three kids and sometimes they each get three books and, you know, it's nine books and then there's the books from school. And so, yes, those books must be cared for and looked after in a different way. Mm-hmm. I love it. Because I was really tired of buying, like, Busy Town Goes to Work <laughs> and then finding Busy Town Goes to Work. Right. Like, <laughs> a month later, after I'd already paid the replacement fee for Busy
1: Town Goes to Work. This is a truly awesome hack, I think. Diva says she cleans the bathroom while the kids are in the bathtub. If you have splashers like me, it makes it easier to mop. Once the kids are out, you rinse out the tub and your mop and you use your mop to clean the tub. Done.
0: So simple, but so genius. Another hack that I have is just never clean your bathroom. That also works. (laughs) (laughs) That's a time saver right there. Yeah,
1: it helps with the people around like when you're cleaning up people's mess and sometimes they don't know that it's a mess cuz they don't clean it up. It helps to let the kids bathroom speaking with as a mother of two teenage boys to get to a point that's really truly like wow, look what happens when nobody cleans a bathroom. Do you see all of this?
0: I won't go into too much detail, but like do you see all of this surrounding area? That's what's happening. Yeah. No, it's definite. I have two boys who share a bathroom, and my rule is when I can smell your bathroom when I'm walking by on the staircase, it's time for someone to get in there and clean it. <laughs> it's time to clean the bathroom. Time to clean. But I love the idea of doing it when you have to be in there anyway. I think that times and days for stuff, we have been having a really significant problem in my house of personal cleanliness and hygiene. Mm. And just especially as the pool starts to open, the kids kind of, they have to shower before they get in the pool, but that doesn't involve like shampoo. They're just rinsing off. And then as we discussed, we bought a hot tub. They're in and out of water a lot. And then, Somehow that has negated any need to actually shower. And I will notice that, like, one of my kids' hair has the consistency of like a bird's nest. And I think, oh, you haven't showered in I don't know how long. I'm thinking maybe 10 days because they don't really smell because they're in chlorine a lot, you know? Do they sit around in the damp bathing suits or they did leave the damp bathing suits in a pile on the floor? What happens to those? They do take the bathing suits off because I guess I kind of insist on that. But they know I hang up the bathing suits has become a rallying cry. But this thing of just missing showers. And so we decided that Wednesday and Sundays, everyone takes a shower. Okay. (laughs) And so I don't have to have this thing of like every day keeping track of who's showered when. And also, we do usually Saturday morning cleanup. And so setting days helps the phenomenon of like we're just sliding into absolute chaos. It also solves a phenomenon
1: of like, did you take a shower? Like, mom, get all- I will. Like, yes, but I asked you yesterday. Why do you keep asking me? Because you keep not taking a shower when you move to today is Wednesday. It's wash your hair Wednesday. You know, then you can't argue with that. You can't argue with the calendar. You can argue with mom and not the calendar.
0: Amy and I talk a lot when running our business of the podcast about like how many touches something takes. Right. We're always trying to cut down on like, OK, then I send an email, then you follow up, then this and it was like there's too many touches on this particular thing. And that is a good rule as your kids become teenagers. It's like less touches. Wednesday is shower day means like. Exactly what Amy's saying. I'm not having 14. Did you shower? Will Mm -hmm. you shower? When will you shower? How about after dinner? What about that shower? Like, that's too many touches on Mm -hmm. it. Wednesday is shower day. So, like, hey, you have to go to bed at nine. If you want screens, you better take a shower now because otherwise you're not going to have screens. It's Wednesday shower night. Let's talk about some of the stuff you can get off season that is totally
1: useful. Kelly says she buys holiday pajamas for everybody, but she does it like In January so they go on clearance she says she gets sets for five dollars and then she also gets like Halloween pajamas and Valentine's pajamas but she gets them for the next year this involves a little closet organizing you have to know where they are 11 months from now <laughs> this
0: is not a tip for me. I'm not available for this tip. I am not organized enough. Like my only tip would be like no themed clothing because I am constantly like, oh, gosh, here's the black cat dress that is so cute for my nine year old on Halloween. And then I'm like, I have to put it somewhere special. So we remember to wear it on Halloween. And then inevitably we do not wear it on Halloween. Mm-hmm. And the thing, the cycle starts again. And it's certainly I feel like my life is moving themed clothing around. I will say my hack is I put all the Christmas themed clothing in the Christmas basket so it comes out when the decorations come out right I maybe should do that with the Halloween themed clothing too like because we do have a box of pumpkins and stuff like maybe keep the theme clothing with the decorations but like we don't decorate for Valentine's Day so if the, I cannot have Valentine's themed clothing it will never be worn
1: I used to buy when my kids were little, would buy Halloween costumes right after Halloween, but not to say for Halloween. My kids just like to wear Halloween costumes around the house. Sure. I got a like a leopard costume from Gap Kids. I swear it was four ninety nine, I think. Each of my three children wore it. And then it got passed down to a cousin who wore it until it was, like, capri length and then knee length. Like, this $5 leopard costume got so much playtime wear. So, I think that's the other thing that's useful is, like, get the costumes and then use them. Don't save them for Halloween and let them parade around the house in them.
0: I will say my kids are 12, 11, and 9, and we still have a costume box in the playroom, and it still gets used. Mm-hmm. Like. Star Wars costumes will still come out for lightsaber battles. Like the costumes, that's another overall hack is like put stuff in storage and bring it away. You'd be surprised like your 11 year old will play with blocks at a certain point. Like if you rotate stuff or you keep some of that stuff, it goes on longer than you'd imagine. All right. We'll be back with more super awesome mom hacks. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is...
1: while
0: And now, awesome mom hacks for summer. From the What Fresh Hell podcast. Listen, hot dogs are a completely acceptable dinner at least five nights a week. Ice cream is also an acceptable dinner. Also acceptable Tostitos.
1: Totally fine. Anybody who says they're bored has to clean the playroom. Except for mom. Mom is exempted from the boredom rule. Pick a light novel, as in not heavy, because you won't actually be reading it. You'll just be carrying it back and forth to the pool for two months straight. Spray sunscreen directly into your child's mouth on the first day of summer to get them used to the taste. Carefully label your children's clothing for camp so that the kid who takes the sweatshirt home can wonder who the heck is Sophia Conroy every time they wear it for the next year. This has been Awesome Mom Hacks for Summer from the What Fresh Hell Podcast. let's talk laundry oh do we must we (laughs) it's a thing shelly says she keeps a bottle of laundry stain treatment spray i love how she went brand neutral there laundry stain treatment spray and each of her kids dressers or closets when she's changing them into their pajamas if the clothes have stains she treats them right there and then she throws them in the hamper she doesn't have to remember she doesn't have to walk over to the laundry
0: room and do it you know she does it right then i love that Again, I must say this is a level of clean children I will never achieve. (laughs) And it seems to me she's saying
1: her kids were 11 months and three and a half years old. But it seems to me you're you know, there's no reason my 16 year old couldn't have some laundry stain treatment spray in his room. Right. To uh, I mean, maybe we'll use it. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I was just folding laundry and my reaction is kind of like, oh, look, this is stained. And I (laughs) guess my kid will wear it anyway. I don't know. (laughs) My hack with laundry is that I batch laundry. I don't do laundry. I do laundry like once a week, maybe once every 10 days, and then I do everything in the house. I like to have one bad day of laundry and then I have real housewives or something on on the TV while I fold and I alternate clothes and towels because then like you go to do the folding and you're like oh it's only towels it's just five minutes of folding them and putting them away or sheets so I alternate like a billion socks with towels so that I have a bad fold and then a good fold socks are the
1: worst and I was having so much more trouble than usual with the mismatched socks like I keep a basket in my laundry room for orphan socks as does everyone yes and then about every six months I just declare bankruptcy and throw them all out like if the match hasn't shown up by now but the amount amount of Mismatched socks had just like hockey sticked upward, and I wasn't sure why. Turns out, so my spouse is like a super workout guy, and he's always like hurting himself a little bit because he does these, you know, insane CrossFit like push the edges of your physical ability stuff. So anyway, he ended up having to put like an ankle brace on, which I ignore it by the way. Like it's like you can do your CrossFit, and I don't want to hear about it, and I don't want to talk about like your elbow that you wrenched doing an optional workout. I don't want to hear about it, right? So he was wearing this ankle thing, which I didn't know about because he knew I'd be annoyed that he hurt his ankle. So he was wearing two different socks. So like, no, this is the end. Like you're definitely in charge of all your, I'm just going to hand you a basket of your socks because he's actually wearing mismatched socks on purpose that then have to get like matched back up again.
0: My mother-in-law famously once came up from our basement. She was helping with the laundry and she said, oh, good news, the laundry is done. And I was like, the only route to happiness is accepting that the laundry is never done. (laughs) I was saying on another episode that I have come to accept that like I don't like cooking dinner. I don't want any more suggestions about hacks for how to make the dinner time prep easier. I just don't like cooking dinner. It's something I have to do, and I do it. And there may be things that make it marginally easier, but there is no this is how to make dinner time fun and flawless for me. And the same thing with the socks, because the thing is, yes, you declare bankruptcy, you throw out the socks, and in the very next load, there's unmatched socks. Gonna match socks. And you kind of then secretly know that you've thrown out some of the matches. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. The very next load has the matches for what you're Throughout, I have a friend who wrote Sisyphus on her laundry machine, and that's what laundry is. It is Sisyphean. Mm-hmm. It is constant. It is never satisfying. There is no box to check. And I think that freeing yourself from the idea that laundry will be better, it's helpful mentally. I like Shannon's
1: tip. She says,
0: when kids get too big for a bib, we use what we call the spaghetti
1: shirt. It's an old T-shirt or a hand-me-down to be used for messy meals and art projects. We store them in the kitchen drawer and then we wash it with the other cleaning rags so we keep the mess away from regular clothes.
0: Ah, that is a good, I would have never thought of that. I love it. I love that it's
1: there in the kitchen with the, with the cleaning stuff. Love it. And then Hannah says when the kids are out playing in the snow, she lays a huge beach towel by the door. She has them take off all their wet snow on the towel, takes the boots off and then wraps the rest of it up in the towel and throws it in the dryer. Ready for round two later in the day. Hannah, you're very wise because it's not one and none with going out in the snow either.
0: We finally bought like this crazy giant metal clothing sorter like a clothing dryer, you know, for drying clothes. Like a rack, you mean? Yeah, it's a big foldable rack. And so we pull that out in the winter. It lives behind the like lockers and then it comes out and then a heater goes next to it and the clothes all go on there. And I had to do some lessons on like you fold one, you put one thing on at a time and then we put the heater next to it and it dries. I'm like not willing to involve laundry in the snow outings. And so I just, they throw their clothes on there and they're done.
1: All right, love it. Here's a good hack for kids clothes. Hillary said she had a lot of issues with getting ready in the morning because her daughter couldn't decide what to wear. She put up five hooks on the wall and she hangs up five full outfits on Sunday. She says, including shoes. My kid doesn't have that many pairs of shoes, but I guess if you have options, leave them there. And then the kid can pick from the five outfits. It isn't like this hook is Monday and this hook is Wednesday. It's like any of these five outfits are available. And then by Friday, there's only one outfit. There's only one hook left with clothes on it. And so that's
0: the choice. Choose once. It's very lazy genius. Yeah, that choose once idea from Lazy Genius is so, just explain choose once very briefly for people who haven't heard
1: it. It is, the uh, Lazy Genius has a website and podcast we've actually had her on as a guest, so I'll link to her in the show notes. But she talks about choosing once and how that makes things easier. Like for my choose once example is I give the same baby gift every time a friend or a colleague or whatever has a baby, I send the same Baby gift. It's a monogram baby sweater. And I know what it is. So I don't have to wonder about it. The woman who answers the phone at the store is like, "Okay, another one. What does it say this time? And, you know, give me the address. It's so easy. This is you're deciding once your daughter and you are deciding once a week what outfits are going to happen this week. And then it takes all the grief away
0: of Monday through Friday. Yeah, that really helped me that choose once idea of like, Mm -hmm. okay, choose once We do Wednesday spaghetti night, you know, like choose once for dinner one night a week. That's taken care of. Like any time you can make one decision instead of 20 is good. You know, our families got together. We talked about that in the last
1: episode that we had sort of for the first time, our whole families, Margaret, me, our spouses, our kids all in one room. And anyway, your husband brought us a bottle of cider, like sparkling cider.
0: Hard cider. Okay, let me just correct you very quickly. My husband handed you a bottle of cider. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sure he was in charge of of procuring and chilling. Let me say what didn't happen. That my husband thought, what should we bring with (laughs) us when we go to visit Amy's family? Oh, should we bring something? Yes, let's do that. What would be? Okay. So shocked. (laughs) My husband handed you a bottle of cider. Okay, you're right. While I was busy putting sunscreen on my children. Go ahead continue. It's like him turning on the grill for the yes. cha- the skirt steak you've been
1: marinating all day. Anyway, but you decided once, right? He said this is the we buy a case of this every year yes. and
0: we give it to friends and we love this and that's a decide once right there. Yeah, we go upstate we get a case. I'll give him a shout out. Jack Sparkling. It's uh, alcoholic cider and it's nice to bring, especially summer. I don't know it's nice in the fall. It's just nice instead of like a eh, bottle of wine. Everyone's got it. It's a little bit more like, oh, if you're going to someone's house, it's like here's something to bring that's a little bit nice.
1: All right, let's do a couple of kitchen ones. Rochelle says she uses kitchen scissors to chop up grapes, toast. Sniffer never occurred to me. Pancakes, meatballs, pizza,
0: you name it. Can't remember how I lived before kitchen scissors. I agree, but I find kitchen scissors can be the, the second part of this. is You have to get kitchen scissors that come apart because otherwise you can't wash them and they get gross too quickly. You have to get the ones that. Yeah. And they're a pain because sometimes they come apart when you don't want them to. But to really wash kitchen scissors. Yes. I think you have to get the ones that come apart. I didn't know. I always wondered why my kitchen scissors like fell apart all the
1: time. It's because you're supposed to so they can be cleaned. I didn't know.
0: Yes. Because otherwise this stuff gets stuck in the grooves and then you're like, I kind of want to chop up some parsley, but that looks like old meatball in there and it's gross you can also use pizza cutters laura says she uses pizza cutters for pancakes we got after much trial and error we like to make pizzas at our house here's a hack make your own pizza dinner we started during the pandemic because we were trying to give business to local restaurants we would pick up pizza dough and sauce and cheese now we just get the pizza dough and then we get a cauliflower crust we do a veggie one we mix it all up but make your own pizza is a great dinner, especially if you're picky eaters like I do. It's a little bit like, well, you can pick what goes on yours and it has resulted my. Daughter's go-to pizza is pizza sauce and sausage, no cheese. <laughs> hey. She asked if she could make it with ketchup instead of oh, pizza la. sauce. And I was like, "That's actually a bridge too far of grossness <laughs> for me." My son likes cheddar cheese and bacon. Like they can really just make whatever they want on them, but it's the kind of dinner where you're all eating it as a family, but everybody kind of gets just what they want for dinner, which is
1: great. We do this whenever we have like extra kids visiting, cousins, friends, whatever. We'll often do something we call walking tacos, yeah. and it's just like like everything you'd put in a taco but it's in bowls and you walk down the table because some kid's gonna have a cheese taco and that's it right and I have one of those kids and that's fine and then somebody else wants the jalapenos whatever you but you lay it out and then everybody's
0: having something it's kind of a nice thing even when we had dinner with you guys as a family Amy's kids are a little bit older than mine my kids are probably not as good eaters as Amy's kids but it was kind of like a smorgasbord of like leftovers kind of stuff but it was like oh my kids will eat the steak and Mm -hmm. they'll have a little bit of zucchini and they'll Like that's a nice way to throw a meal in general when you've got a bunch of kids because you're not doing the thing of like everyone staring at the Mm -hmm. kid who won't eat lasagna and the mom is really feeling awful. It's nice to kind of be like it's pick and choose, but it's Mm -hmm. one meal. So it's not like everyone has to eat the same prepared weird casserole that your kid may not like. And I'm fine (laughs) with your kid not liking it, but it's enough options that like everybody can find something they'll eat on the table. Love it. But what I was saying before about pizza cutters is we finally, after lots of trial and error, I got one. It's like a heavy duty pizza cutter. It's got a big sharp blade and it's got a big hard handle and we're just slicing and dicing at our house. I use it for everything. I cut everything up with that bad boy. I want to finish with a very important specific thing you might need to know if your kid gets a Lego up his nose. Kimberly says... Now, it's a a mom hack you may never want to need, but you may need it. We're narrow (laughs) casting. This will save you a trip to the urgent care. As I say on Twitter, somebody needs to hear this. I don't know who it is, but (laughs) I don't know who needs to hear this. But when your kid shoves a Lego up their nose close the opposite nostril, the non-blocked nostril, and have them blow hard, it will probably come down far enough for you to grab it with tweezers. Let's hope. We are not medical. We're not doctors. No, this is not (laughs) medical advice. And don't use the needle nose. Use the softer tweezers. Maybe take them to the urgent care and have them do this at the urgent care, but it might work. Yeah. Well, my daughter, I got called to school and they were like, she stuck a pencil eraser in her ear and... I just my whole night was like, now I got to take you to the urgent care and blah 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 blah. And let me tell you, I was able to get it with tweezers myself, and I just felt super human. It was awesome. the great my greatest
1: achievement. That's a super awesome mom hack.
0: Yeah, if you can save yourself a trip to the urgent care, your life is worth living. Hey guys, have you checked out
1: our merch store yet? Bit.ly slash What Fresh Merch. We have everything. We have sweatshirts and notebooks and this. We have tweet tweet stuff. We have. There's always a thing and a thing stuff. I just ordered myself an Oldie Lock sweatshirt. I'm hoping I might meet a fan in the wild wearing my Oldie Lock sweatshirt.
0: Keep an eye out on the on the gritty streets. Oh, I am going on the merch store and checking it out myself. bit.ly dot L-Y slash WhatFresh merch. Yeah. All lowercase letters or just find the link on our Facebook page or our website or anywhere. But come buy some merch and join the <laughs> Oldie Locks or any of the WhatFresh Hell reps out there. And when you get your merch, put a picture of it on our Facebook page because we want to see you wearing it. And with that, friends, I hope you enjoyed these hacks and we will talk to you on our next episode. So long. Thanks for listening.
2: Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do?